Hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Man News and Reviews uh, special solo episode this week. And no, I don't mean the Star Wars spin-off that everyone loved. Um, it's weird doing this without a comic foil or anything. Uh, Andy has not been well recently and as a result that's why we didn't put out an episode last week. So uh, what I've done this week is I've put out a... Well, as you can hear, a solo sort of um, mini episode, I'll say, uh, which is going to just talk about a couple of films that I've seen. We'll be back hopefully next week uh, with reviews of other stuff that I'm going to see this week and also just to give you an update on the news situation. So we'll be covering stuff like Morbius trailer, Oscar nominations, um, some Fox news, not Fox news, but news regarding Fox, um, some other stuff as well, can't remember, Billie Eilish is doing the um, James Bond theme, so she might make an appearance, um, but this week, no nonsense, pure 100% of the time uh, reviews, I think so, um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, so starting this off, um, we've got uh, just a couple of reviews this week. I saw a preview screening of Richard Jewell, uh, the new Clint Eastwood movie, and also uh, last week saw the release of Waves from Trey Edward Schultz, who directed uh, It Comes at Night last year, or two years ago now. Three? What are we in now? 2020? 2017, maybe? Anyway, great film. Uh, Waves is his new film uh, so I'll talk about both of those just now um, do I do I do it now? probably do it now uh, <laughs> see it's it's difficult I, I give him shit because he does nothing on the podcast but at the same time he actually provides a very valuable service which is counterpointing me and also interrupting interruptions are actually very important guys never let anyone forget that uh could never do a podcast on my own judging from this because this is an absolute car crash so uh first film richard jewell uh caught the preview screening it's out on friday uh this coming friday in fact 31st um and was sort of heavily touted as being an oscar contender uh, early on in the race and never really came to fruition apart from Kathy Bates, uh, who has got a Supporting Actress nomination. So Richard Jewell is the story of uh, Richard Jewell, who was the sort of security guard who found a bomb at uh, the Millennial Park, uh, sorry, Centennial Park, there we go, um, in 1996 uh, during the Olympic Games in Atlanta. And it's a it's a story about injustice and and the way that the media treated him once the accusations came out that he could have been the bomber or the potential bomber um and how that affected him and his family and also what that says about the um the, the media system and uh, the justice system in the US so it's directed by Clint Eastwood and Clint Eastwood is someone who is a fairly economical filmmaker. He doesn't seem to, you know, he's he's very interested in just moving at as fast a pace as needs to happen to get the film made. And there isn't too much by way of sort of flashy things within the film, um, which is definitely true here. It's It's a film that relies, I think, on the strength of its performances more than anything else. It's um, uh, Paul Walter Hauser plays Richard Jewell, and I think does a pretty. I think he he does a pretty good job in this, um, and 
it's it's difficult because it's it's a film that has got stars in it. You know, Paul Waterhauser was terrific in I, Tonya, and also Black Klansman in 2018. Um, this, I think, you know, he's, he's given a starring role and clearly he's he's sunk his teeth into it. I, I do wonder if the, the script is just not there to support him. That's the shame of it. The, the big problems I've got with the film are there are performers in here who I like, you know, outside of this realm... Um, I think, you know, Sam Rockwell's in this, uh, Kathy Bates is in this, uh, Olivia Wilde, John Hamm. And the problem is, is I, I don't know if I like their performances. I think they might be putting in bad performances here. And my issue with that is I shouldn't think that John Hamm is bad at acting just from watching a, um, a Clint Eastwood movie where he has a sort of, you know, secondary role. And it, that's it's a real shame because it does feel like within this film there was probably the potential to tell an interesting story and, and Clint Eastwood is someone who is fascinated by, certainly in the latter stages of his career, is fascinated by the ideas of, you know, miscarriages of justice and, um, you know things you know big government being against small everyman america and my big issue with it is as much as i can appreciate what he did with it in terms of telling the stories sort of straightforwardly as possible it does feel a little reductive it does feel a little bit sort of clean cut and oh well you know we're very much on this side of the story here and there's no ambiguity there doesn't seem to be too much by way of you know being asked to question anything it seems it seems to be hero worshipping of of this man and it's yeah it's a, it's a film that i think you know Kathy Bates is oscar nominated for it and i'm not 100% sure that i would agree with that in terms of i you know she's she's emerged as a um as a dark horse really but I don't, I don't see anything in the performance. She gets one scene that is clearly her sort of, I would say, is the Oscar scene, and yet, you know, I, you know me, I cry at everything, and yet that scene left me feeling cold. So, if it's going to work for anyone, it should work for me, and yet I didn't feel anything. So, I struggle to think how this has got to the point of being nominated properly. So, I mean, for me, guys, it's a would not recommend, I think. Or is it a that'll do, pig? It's fine. It's fine in itself, but I don't think there's anything there. And actually, because it disappointed me with some of the performances of, you know, I think Olivia Wilde has given basically nothing to do, and the stuff she is given to do is questionable at times and, you know, calls into question the ethics of the, the reporter she's playing. I do... I do want to give it a that'll do pig, but I don't think I would go, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't go out my way to watch it. And I think there's better things on in the cinema. So I, I think it's a, not a that will not do pig, but I would not recommend. Um, yeah. Just on the basis of, I just don't, I don't get what it's all about. You know, the fuss rather than the film. I know what the film's about. Um, yeah, so that'll, that'll not do, aka, um, would not recommend. This is strange without him. 
Um, the second film, uh, Trey Edward Schultz's um, Waves, which is nominally sort of a a drama that follows a family in meltdown um, and sort of the fallout from, or the lead up to and then the fallout from a sort of catalytic, catalytic, cataclysmic, I don't know, cataclysmic event. Um, so Trey Edward Schultz is a director who sort of burst onto the scene a couple of years ago with, with It Comes at Night, which is a really great horror movie um, that was never quite labelled as a horror movie. Um, but yeah, you know, it's one of these ones where the trailer sold it as being a very much a out-and-out horror, and then it's something a little different, and it's more of a commentary on society and our fears and and sort of phobias of stuff that we don't completely understand and this this film is a is nominally a drama but also at the same time you could describe it as having elements of slight horror to it and it does feel like a thriller as well and it sort of treads a line between a few different things um, so Sterling Sterling K. Brown plays the sort of domineering and imposing father figure here who is trying to push upon his son the greatness that he maybe never achieved in his school days um, and yet has then gone on to run a what seems to be a successful business. Um, and he wants his son to do well. And his son has chosen the, uh, wrestling as the um, as the sport that will get him to college and, and the, the sport that he's going to build his career around. And he's nursing a shoulder injury that he hasn't told anyone about. And or the, he's sort of downplaying the importance of. And he, he knows that that may well jeopardize his entire future if if that goes, uh, if, if his shoulder gives out. And he obviously clearly doesn't want to um, disappoint his father and his his family are all sort of bonded by this idea of you have to be excellent in this family there's there's no there's no opportunity for us to be um average i believe i think we're not afforded the luxury of of being average is one of the lines that really sticks with you after this um now, what I'd say is it's a film that it essentially tells two stories, and there is a um, there is a moment within the film where it switches focus from one character to another character, and basically for the second ha- second half of the film, you follow a completely different character to who you were following before, and it's a change that can I think may well seem jarring potentially to some, but I think it perfectly works here um and what i would say is that if anyone is the star of this show it's taylor russell who the second half of the film is built around who puts in just an extraordinary performance um and she she is just i mean she has a lot that she needs to do and yet she manages to pull it off without any issue you know you do feel like she's you know a star for the future if not already and and i will be really interested to see the stuff that she continues doing from here because waves is a really great calling card for her like uh, likewise it is also a really great calling card for um trey edward schultz because i think as good as um as good as it comes at night was 
it probably didn't get the eyes on it that this will have. And this, again, was something that was sort of being talked about as being an Oscar-nominated film, and it came away with nothing in the end, I don't think. Um, but there are performances in here that should be recognised. I think Taylor Russell is deserving of a nomination for her work in this. This is terrific acting. Um, but also, you know, the score is... Um, weird and sort of eerie but at the same time quite intense and overpowering without being overbearing and there's there's things in it that I really really like and there's there are elements of it that I think work better than anything in it comes at night but I think it comes at night potentially is probably the stronger of the films as a whole um and probably also is easier to to watch as well. This this feels like it's territory that you know you might not want to go into potentially if you're watching it. So, um, but for for the for the reasons I've stated here, basically, I would say that Waves is absolutely a must watch. You really need to get out and see it if you can. Um, I appreciate that that is not always the case. I, I know that it will have dropped out of most of the major cinemas. But if you look for your local independents, they should hopefully still be showing it at least once or twice a day. Um, and I think it is terrific. And uh, I would say that if you're looking for something that is quite... A, it's I'm not going to lie to you, it's intense and it's quite a heavy drama to sit through. But um, similarly to Uncut Gems, it's worth, it's worth the investment of that time and that um, emotion. Whereas Richard Jewell really just feels like it's... Richard Jewell, so Richard Jewell, just to jump back to that now, is a, what I would call potentially a, a sort of placeholder film. It feels like it's, it's filling a gap in the calendar, but it's not necessarily doing anything with it. And the interesting thing is we've got a really good week this week where on Friday we have the release of Richard Jewell, but we also have the release of The Lighthouse, which I'm massively looking forward to. We also have the release of uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, which obviously I talked about last year when I saw the preview screening for that. And I was just blown away by that because it's, you know, it's it's by no means the most accomplished film of the year. It's by no means the most exciting film of the year. But what it is is a film that's made without any degree of cynicism. Um, and actually cynicism is one of the key sort of themes that it explores and, and why people presume there must be motives behind goodness. And that feels like a more important film to be seeing at this point in time. And then finally, um, Netflix get um, Uncut Gems this week. And it, for me, I mean, I, I know I haven't seen Parasite yet, which I'm really looking forward to. And I've not seen The Lighthouse yet, which I'm also really looking forward to. But for me, it's one of the best films I've seen in a long time, you know, years and years now, that has stuck with me as well. Um and I do, I do wonder if by the end of the year that that will still be in my top sort of two or three. Whereas Richard Jewell is very much, you know, I don't. It's not going to be the worst film I've seen this year. It certainly isn't already, anyway. And um, I do wonder if that will just be one of those ones that sort of drifts into that subconscious space of, oh, that also came out this year and it wasn't particularly much. Um, whereas Waves does leave an impression, I think. If if anything else, if anything, um, the, the performances in that are better than the performances in Richard Jewell. So it, it's one of these things. It, it probably wasn't ever geared towards the Academy, potentially. But it seems strange that it was overlooked for the performance categories. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, would recommend for Waves. Would not recommend for Richard Jewell, I think. Um, yeah. 
So that's it, I think, guys. It's weird. I, I don't like this one bit. I've felt subcon uh, sort of. I felt on edge for the whole thing here. Um, I think I've also talked really quickly, so I apologize. Play it at half speed or whatever. Uh, then we get double the plays, so I guess that's good. Yeah, probably. We don't get double the plays for it being played at half speed, but you get double the plays if you've listened to it to this point, and then you go back and listen to it at half speed, so do that. Um, so that's it. As always, guys, you can find us on Facebook and iTunes, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, Instagram, uh, Spotify, uh, probably somewhere else that I'm forgetting. Uh, Twitter? Did I say that? Mm. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, we're at DinosaurMan15. Don't add us on Instagram. I think I might just get rid of the Instagram. There's no point in the Instagram. Um, sorry, Andy, that's the way to break the news to you. Uh, everywhere else, at DinosaurMan or just DinosaurMan Nerdcut? No, 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 no. DinosaurMan Podcast. Um, as always, Johnny Neves did the theme song. Yeah, it'll still be here this week, I think. Yeah. Um, Andy isn't here to host, so I don't say thank you to him. Uh, but Andy's not well, so that's the reason, yeah, he's been under the weather. So this is why we are um, doing this. Do not judge the quality of this episode as being the quality for the rest of the show if this is your first episode. I know every episode is someone's first episode, and if this is your first episode, then I think I say it every week, but this week I mean it more than most. I am truly sorry. As always, guys, um, just hang in there, and we will be back uh, in the future. Bye. Die. Die. Die.